Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of You Are Loved. I am your host, Slita. And I would love for you guys to go over to youcan'tclipmywings.com and check out our website. Also, you can go on You Can't Clip My Wings on our Facebook page and like and share it. Like and share. You guys, you guys, you guys. It is Friday already. It's kind of a cloudy Friday out. But it is Friday nevertheless. And, um... I want to kind of talk about something real quick. I want to talk about uh, the idea, and we're going to get back into our anger management because I think that was such an awesome, awesome, awesome um, uh, article about anger management. Um, I want to get into um, the idea that there's a possibility that we're going to get closed back down again. Um, um, um... Uh, we have to look at um, how we're going to cope in this time. And I think we're going to probably kind of elaborate on that um, because it's going to be a little bit different from what they're saying is, is going to be a, um, it's going to be worse than the first one. That's what they're saying now. Um, when I say there, I'm talking about uh, information that is out there, that it's going to be worse than, uh, than, than the first one. Um, and that we have to be prepared for that. And that goes with our regular lives and that goes with our jobs, that goes with our businesses. So we've got to definitely, um, prepare ourselves for that. Um, you know, we get caught up in so many things and that we, we miss the mark on some things and we make, we make the mark on others. There's no way that you all across the way can make the mark. And, um... And, and not, you know, forget something. I mean, I'm not saying it can be, it's not possible, but um, with this situation and everything being revved up, um, I'm uh, sort of like a conspiracy theorist to a certain extent on certain things. I just listen and I kind of analyze it in my head and um, I, um, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, hold up. Something ain't right here. I, I do that a lot with things. And I'm trying not to get so preoccupied with that. I know it's very important. And I'm definitely going to be sharing some things with you as we go forward. But I don't want to get too much caught up. And I just want to get you guys prepared um, for something that's coming our way. We just have to be prepared for it. Um, how do I do that? Keep you informed. Keep you updated with information that I'm getting. Um, when it comes to business, when it comes to everything, I'm going to tell you this, man, my stocks got hit so hard. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> my stocks got hit bad. And, um, I try not to think about it. Um, and I try to look at it from the standpoint that, uh, it's going to get better, but I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, I see that, um. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Um, so, 
Um, yeah, so here we go. I'm just trying to see something here. Where is it? I'm sorry. I was looking at some stuff here. Um, I'm sorry. I was going back and looking over the things that we talked about. We had a good conversation about a lot of good things. And um, I want to make sure I can get back to where we were on that. But no, I was just saying how we just got to prepare ourselves um, to uh, what's, what is to be, I guess, what's coming forward. Um, and uh, I want to try to help everybody as as I mean as many people as I can or as as much information that I can give to you guys uh to be prepared to be able to do that um so we're going to go ahead and get into this again um my name is Salita this is another episode of you are loved um and um I I just wow We stopped off on tip number seven. And if you go listen to yesterday's show, um, let's see here. If you go to look at yesterday's show, we went through one, tips one through six on how to handle your anger. Okay. Um, so we on tip number seven, which use humor to relieve tension. Now, when things get tense, humor and playfulness can help you lighten the mood, smooth over differences, reframe problems, and keep things in perspective. When you feel yourself getting angry in a situation, try using a little light-hearted humor. It can allow you to get your point across without getting the other person's defenses up or hurting their feelings. However, it's important that you laugh with the other person not at them avoid sarcasm mean-spirited humor if in doubt start by using self-deprecating humor we all love people who are able to gently poke fun at their own fault failings after all we're all flawed and we all make mistakes so if you're made have made a mistake at work or you've just spilled coffee over yourself instead of getting angry or picking a fight try picking a joke Try making a joke about it. Even if the joke falls flat or comes out wrong, the only person you risk offending is yourself. Let me tell you, I know they say don't use sarcasm, but um, sarcasm, it, everybody says it's very negative. Or most people say it's negative. Um, but I use sarcasm um, because my mom was very sarcasm. Okay, very sarcastic, I mean. And it kind of like flew through everybody. Everybody has that sarcastic gene in them. I mean, I'm quite sure we could change it, but we, we, I think it's our way. Cause I know with my husband, I'm reading this and I'm like, with my husband, when we, you know, when you have somebody that you really can really, really, really laugh at and laugh with, he's that type of person at times, not all the time, but at times I can catch him and he can't help. He tries to, Bring it back at me, but it falls flat, and I have he has to laugh at his own self. So um, it is funny to be sarcastic, even though some people say 
you know, people are sensitive and it hurts them and it's very negative aspect of your humor. No, not all the time. Because if I can get somebody to laugh, no matter what, they're laughing. And the tension is eased. So we actually, I, I mean, from my son, from my nieces, my sisters, we all have this sense of sarcasm that hits every time. So, <laughs> or if you don't understand sarcasm, it goes over your head. So, <laughs> and then you feel offended. But um, sarcasm is something we use. I mean, I know it says on here not to use it, but it works, okay? And my thing is, I'm trying to get somebody to laugh. And if I have to use that to get somebody to laugh and to calm and, and get everybody right on back, you know, get back on, on, on point, I um will do that. For instance, this morning, um, I was scrolling through my Facebook page, and I'm in several groups. I don't know how I did this, but I'm in over a thousand something groups, you guys. Yes, I am. <laughs> so um, somebody um put the question up in one of the groups. Um, how would you um deal with a poly? I think it's a poly relationship or something when it's more than one person, I guess, and um. And they asked, would you, would you do it or something? I said, actually, you know, um, there's a many days, you know, in certain words, I said, paraphrase that, we've already been in those type of relationships. We just didn't, wasn't aware of them. And people found that so hilarious, okay? They were laughing, emojis, laugh, because it's true. If somebody's cheating on you, you don't know that you're the other person. <laughs> I mean, that's a serious matter. But it's funny at the same time. Because we are. I mean, hey, he cheated on you, so he cheated with somebody else. You just didn't know that other person. So it's almost like we have already been down that road. So people thought it was funny. I mean, Facebook people thought it was funny. And I thought it was funny too, even though, you know, hey, you do. You think about it, you are. You in a lot of monog not monogamous, but uh, all these different relationships with a lot of different people, you just don't know who you are. Whether it's, um, whether it's a love relationship, whether it's a fun, I mean, whatever. You're in those relationships with a lot of other people with that one person. Okay, you got to look at that. Okay, so uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and, um, like I said, I thought that was funny. Uh, okay, so it says. Um, when humor and play are used to reduce tension um, and anger, a potential conflict can even become an opportunity for greater connection and intimacy, okay? Yeah. That, that. You have to have a sense of humor when you want to be angry sometimes. Uh, you know, some people like, look at you. You can't even be angry. And you can't help but laugh when someone says that to you. And some people have a way of just no matter what they say to you, they make you laugh even though you want to choke them. They'll make you laugh. Okay, tip number eight, and this is the last tip, um, but we're not finished. Okay, tip number eight says, recognize if you need professional help. Yes, if despite putting these previous anger management techniques into practice, your anger is still spiraling out of control, or if you're getting into trouble with the law or hurting others, you need more help. Anger management classes allow you to meet others coping with the same struggles and learn tips and techniques for managing your anger. Therapy, um, either group or individual, can be a great way to explore the reasons behind your anger and identify triggers. Therapy can also provide a safe place to practice new skills for expressing 
anger. So I am under therapist. I've been under a therapist for a long time. I've done one-on-one. I've done single. I've done, I mean, I've done one-on-one. I've done also um, group therapy. Matter of fact, before the COVID, we were in group therapy. Um, I miss being able to express myself and in the process help others. But hey, let me tell you something. Um, I've been coping. In the process, a lot of things have changed in my life. Um, big major things have changed in my life, but I'm coping. And um, a little medication helps a little bit too to calm the nerves and to let you sleep better at night. Um, so when you're dealing with all this stuff, you do need a little help. I'm not saying everybody needs medication. I'm just saying um, it works for certain people. Um, but in order to get that type of medical advice, you have to go through a therapist um, and, um, definitely talk to them, um, for professional help. Cause I can't give that to you. Okay. Anger isn't the real problem in an abusive relationship. Let's talk about, um, abusive relationships. Despite what many believe domestic violence and abuse does not happen due to abusers loss of control over their temper. Rather, it's a deliberate choice to control another person. If you're abusive towards your spouse or partner, know that you need specialized treatment and um, not regular anger management classes. So if you have that issue, you definitely need to definitely look into that. Now, um, let's talk about communication because I think that's important for us to understand how we communicate with people. Um, It says effective communication. Want to communicate better? These tips will help you avoid misunderstandings and improve your work and personal relationships. And sometimes we do have problems with communicating. Um, What is effective communication? Effective communication is about more than just exchanging information. It's about understanding the emotion and intentions behind the information. As well as being able to clearly convey a message, you need to also listen in a way that gains the full meaning of what being said and makes the other person feel heard and understood. Effective communication sounds like it should be instinctive, but all too often when we try to communicate with others, something goes astray. We say one thing, the other person hears something else, and misunderstandings, frustration, and conflicts ensue. This can cause problems in your home, school, and work relationships. For many of us, communicating more clearly and effectively requires learning some important skills. Whether you're trying to improve communication with your spouse, kids, boss, or coworkers, learning these skills can deepen your connections to others, build greater trust and respect, and improve teamwork, problem solving, and your overall social and emotional health, okay? So the question is, what's stopping you from communicating effectively? Common barriers to effective communication include stress and out of control emotions. All right. So we know that I can say something to you guys and you might not understand what I'm saying. And you might take it in a different way than what I'm actually trying to convey to you. So communicating with people and i think we do, we do it all the time in daily in our daily lives all the time we do it with our kids we do it at work 
you know, we do it at home. We do it with the husband, the boyfriend, whatever. You would do it with the dog, <clears throat> okay, and the cat, okay? Um, it says, <laughs> when you're stressed or emotionally overwhelmed, you're more likely to misread other people. That's right. Sending confusing and off-putting nonverbal signals and lapse into unhealthy knee-jerk patterns of behavior. To avoid conflict and misunderstandings, you can learn how to quickly calm down before continuing a conversation. Now, I have a um, pet peeve, for example. My um, my husband will come from outside um, working or whatever, and he has a habit of putting his hat on the countertop. And for some reason, that just, uh, that is one thing. And then when men, and, and I've noticed it, when men finish washing dishes, they ball the towel up and they put it behind the sink. That is another pet peeve of mine. So I try my best not to walk into the kitchen and see that. And I say, you know what? Today I'm not going to say anything because if I do, it's going to be construed as misinterpreting. I mean, it's going to get all miscommunicated and before you know it, an argument ensues. Every now and then I do let go and I do say something about it, but majority of the time, I just like, you know what? I can't do this. I need to just walk away, come out the kitchen, and uh, go in the back. So, <laughs> so that's exactly what I do. I walk away. Because if I don't, I know, and especially when other people are in that high-tensity, sensitive mode, they don't, they don't hear what you're saying. Because it's them that's stressed out and out of control. And you can be that trigger to them. And you can say one thing and they take it in a whole different way than what you said. And before you know it, it's on. So you have to do, you really do. This is so much right on point. Um, because you do have to be careful of how you talk to people. Um, and you got to be careful how they, you got to make sure that they're understanding what you're saying. The next thing is lack of focus. You can't communicate effectively when you're multitasking. If you're checking your phone, planning what you're going to say next, or daydreaming, you're almost certain to miss nonverbal cues in the conversation. To communicate effectively, you need to avoid distractions and stay focused. Inconsistent body language. Oh my God. Nonverbal communication should reinforce, should reinforce what is being said, not con contradict it. If you say one thing, but your body language says something else, your listener will likely feel that you're being dishonest. For example, if you say you can't, if you can't say yes while shaking your head, no, you can't do. <laughs> that makes sense. Negative body language. If you disagree or dislike what's being said, you might use negative body language to rebuff the other person's message, such as crossing your arms, avoiding eye contact, or tapping your feet. And that is so true. That happened to me yesterday, but nobody could see me. But I think it was more in my voice um, that I just strongly disagreed with something. It says, you don't have to agree with, 
or even like what's being said, but to communicate effectively and not put the other person on the defense, it's important to avoid sending negative signals. So, you know, I have to work on that. Okay, effective communication skill number one. Become an engaged listener. When communicating with others, we often focus on what we should say. However, effective communication is less about talking and more about listening. Listening well means not just understanding the words of the information being communicated, but also understanding the emotions the speaker is trying to convey. There is a big difference between engaged listening and simply hearing. Okay, give me a second here. Okay. It says here, um, let's see. I had to drink some coffee, you guys. I'm sorry. Um, it says when you really listen, you're engaged in, you're engaged with what's being said. You'll hear the subtle intonations in someone's voice that tell you how that person is feeling and the emotions they're trying to communicate. When you're an engaged listener, not only will you better understand the other person, you'll also make that person feel heard and understood, which can help build a stronger, deeper connection with, between you two. And that is so true. Sometimes you have to take the time out. I don't care um, um, if you look at how we do our daily communication with each other. Okay, we get up in the morning, Kids got to get out to school, but now we're at the house more often because, hey, the kids are not in school. So you, say you on a rush day, you got to get out. He has to get out. The kids got to get out. And you guys are going back and forth. He needs to go to the dentist. Make sure you pick him up. Da, 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 da. You're going back. And then somebody says something like, Mom, I got a dentist appointment, but it was canceled. But nobody knew it was canceled because when they called to cancel it, the your son picked it up and your son forgot to tell you that the the uh, dentist appointment was canceled. You've already taken off work for that because you pre-scheduled it, okay? Um, so now, even though it's a simple mistake, but do you think you should... Should you get upset with the child for that? Or should you have come home, relaxed a little bit, and then went back over your voicemails? I'm just asking. Is that the way we should? Or, that's a good scenario. Or we could have blasted the kid. And then blasted the husband. Because the husband didn't listen to the voicemails. When he sometimes does, you know, uh, you always forgetting something. You need to pay attention more. Da, 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 da. Before you know it, you guys, the house is in a rampage. The dog is barking, the kids, the baby's crying. You know, everybody's in uproar when it was just a simple mistake. And we, um, and we are just like, uh, upset and if the house is in a roar because this one person <coughs> excuse me 
excuse me, this one <coughs> small person forgot that he just so happened picked up the phone and talked to the dentist office and the appointment was canceled and he forgot to tell anybody because he went outside to start playing with the kids or did his homework and that was the only thing that was on his mind. So, <clears throat> um, so again, <laughs> so again, <laughs> we're back to the communication, the anger, the out focus, the, uh, the stress when we're blaming the kid for answering the phone. We're blaming the kid for not, you know, so we do these crazy things in communication and it's, it doesn't do any good. Okay. It doesn't do any good. So, uh, <laughs> by communicating in this way, you'll also experience a process that lowers stress and supports physical and emotional being. So, what we should have did was, let's take that scenario. And when he told him after the fact, what we should have did was, you know what? What I should have did was, I should have did my regular routine. And that was to come home, um, relax, and then sit down at my desk and listen to voicemails. It is not your fault, little Johnny, that I did not listen to um, my voicemail. Since majority of the time, that is my responsibility. It's not your dad's fault. That's nobody's fault. I should have listened to it. I apologize if I hollered at you. I apologize just one of those days. Please forgive me. And um, I'm going to go de-stress myself or something like that. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. That would have worked. Uh so when you also experience a process of lower stress, okay, and supports physical and emotional well-being, if the person you're talking to is calm, for example, listening in an engaged way will help to calm you too. Similarly, similarly, if the person is agitated, you can help calm them by listening in an attentive way and making the person feel understood. If your goal is to fully understand and connect with the other person, listen in and an engaged way will often come naturally. If it doesn't, try follow the following tips. The more practice them, <clears throat> the more you practice them, the more satisfying and rewarding your interaction with others will become. So these are tips for becoming an engaged listener. Um, it says focus fully on the other speaker. You can't listen in an engaged way if you're constantly checking your phone or thinking about something else. You need to stay focused on the moment, mo a moment-to-moment -moment experience in order to pick up at subtle nuances and important nonverbal cues in a conversation. If you find it hard to concentrate on some speakers, try repeating their words over in your head. It'll reinforce your message and help you stay focused. Okay, you know what, you guys? I'm going to stop right there, and we're going to um, start Monday and finish up this. I think this is some great information. I wish I would have done this earlier. Um, we're going to um, finish up. We should be able to finish this up Monday. If not, we're going to... I think this is some good, good information, and we're going to continue working on this because this is a time that we need this to get a clear understanding of communication. Uh, being in the motivating speaking business, um, I definitely need this. Um, and I, I listen to people all the time. And I know you guys are probably zoomed out. 
okay? They zoom, some people are just so zoomed, over-zoomed, that they can't help but listen. And you have so many other things going on in your head, but you have to be effective because some things come back, people question, people want to know this, this, that, that, and you have to be able to answer those questions. So, it is good to stay focused and be an engaged listener, okay? So, again, you guys, I want to thank you for hanging out with us on You Are Loved, the podcast. I am your host. You definitely go and like and share our Facebook page. You can't clip my wings. Also, go to our website. I'll be, um, I'll be in there. I need to put up another blog, so get ready for the next blog coming your way. I love sharing this information with you guys. You guys have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend and wear your mask. Um, I'm telling you guys, I confess that I was not a big mask wearer. Um, Now I know how important it is. Um, So I will be wearing my mask more often. I am not sick or anything, but I don't want to get sick. So um, in this pandemic that we're going in, and um, I just want you guys to stay safe. Um, make sure you're, you can get your finances in order. And I'm not saying you're going to die, but just in case um, we do have another lockdown, you guys will be able to survive it like we survived this one. We've been able to survive all this. Despite what's going on, we've survived it. We are the ones who are surviving. So we need to keep our heads up. Be a good listener. Know when not to argue. Know when to step away. Take a deep breath and then move forward. Okay? So you guys have a great weekend. This is You Are Loved and we love you. Bye-bye.